Jewel Radio presents What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Women positive news you can use. everyone and welcome to What She Said, brought to you tonight by Roar Publishing, from concept to content. I'm Christine Bentley with Kate Wheeler. Now school is back and our children have said goodbye to summer, but for many children that doesn't mean they have said goodbye to hunger, even in this great country. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to talk with Marzina Gershow from Food Banks Canada about the upcoming Hunger Awareness Week and how we can all learn and give back if we can. Hair color is kind of a staple for women and not an accessory these days. And we're going to chat with a global master, an Aveda global master, uh, Anna Karzis, mm, about that, color. And she has done your color. She has done she my has color. She has not yet done mine. Why is this? I don't know. <laughs> we're, going to, we're going to fix all that. But she lectures all over the world. Uh, unbelievable. Okay, that's interesting. Now, Anne Brody is previewing what is hitting the screens each weekend, but this weekend, it is all about TIFF. The stars, the openings, the actors and directors, and of course, just the general buzz. It's always a fun time in Toronto. And Anne has screened Spiral, which hit the World Wide Web on Wednesday night. And it's starring my daughter, Alexandra Beaton, and her good friend, Brennan Kloss. So I can't wait to hear what she thinks about it. Now, if she has time, she may tell us about Stephen King's It, which will not help people like me who cannot stand horror films. What about you? Do you like them? Well, I don't mind horror films, psychological horror films, but do you know what coolerophobia is? No. That's the fear of clowns. Oh. And this one's all about evil clowns. Ooh. So I don't think I want to see it. A group of seven children in the town of Derry, Maine, they're considered misfits. They form a group called the Losers Club, but they soon come to realize they've all had encounters with a demonic entity that appears in various forms, primarily in the shape of a clown. Oh, let's get away from this. Let's go somewhere <laughs> nice with Candace Derricks in part two of her exploration of traveling in Holland and what some of her experiences and recommendations are. And now, if you're thinking of going solar but just can't afford it, you better listen to this amazing deal. Jason Hibbert from Grasshopper Solar will be here to tell us more. So get your pen and paper ready. And last but by no means least, you want to listen to this. Walkwaves join us, joins us in our live studio sessions. And congratulations to our winners of tickets to the Joy of Aging event and to the winner of the $100 Walmart gift card. We have lots of giveaways, so don't forget to go to our website, whatshesaidtalk.com. Check out the contest page. This week, we have a $100 gift card for fundscript.com, the new guilt-free way of fundraising. It's what Lena loves. And we have a fantastic gift basket from Vichy, the Lift Active line for those of us 35 and up. It includes serum, moisturizing cream, and eye cream. It's worth about $175. We can't win this. Okay. (laughs) So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after the break with a look at how you can help vanquish hunger in Canada. This is what she said. Stay with us. Do you know someone with tingling, numbness, or pain in their hands or feet? Do you know someone with poor balance, difficulty walking, or at risk of falling? These may be symptoms of nerve damage caused by diabetes. Nutarnic Essentials Diabetic Neuropathy Supplement is targeted nutritional therapy for the maintenance of your health. Developed by Dr. Evan Lewis, an expert on nerve health and regeneration. Learn how to optimize your health today at Nutarnic.com. That's N-U-T-A-R-N-I-Q.com. 
As we said earlier, our children have waved goodbye to summer, but many of them can't say the same for hunger. We know this, but for some reason, most of us don't feel a sense of urgency about fixing the problem. Joining us this evening is an expert, the Director of Communications and National Programs at Food Banks Canada, Marzina Gershow. Welcome to What She Said. Oh, thank you so much. Marzina, many of us have misconceptions about the facts surrounding this issue, I think. Food Banks Canada recently did a study, including a poll. What did you find out that we should know? Well, shockingly, uh, we found out that close to half Canadian, half of the Canadians actually know someone who's gone to a food bank. And that really surprised us. Um, but if you look at overall stats, close to a million people are helped by a food bank each month. Uh, and so it kind of makes sense that somewhere in our lives, we're going to come across someone who actually needs the services of a food bank. And lots of children use? Ab- absolutely. In fact, one in three of those helped are children under the age of 18. You know, what was shocking to me when I read this survey was that the usage of food banks has not decreased since 2008, which was the worst Uh, you know, the worst that many of us have seen anyway, in terms of people losing their jobs and, you know, losing money with the financial crisis. Mm. Yeah. And and I think that's one of the things that we need to understand and and why we need to raise awareness of hunger in Canada is that while the economy in general has bounced back, many of us out there still are struggling. And of those going to food banks, one in six are actually employed or recently employed. I, yeah, that's that's something that I found um, staggering when I was uh, working um, out in Oshawa and Whitby, Ajax Pickering area. I found a marked change in we were reporting on people, and people did not used to want to speak to you when they when they went to do an interview about food drives. People started to talk to us and tell us how they got there because they had lost their job because they'd been downsized. Um, because their kids had lost work and had moved home. So family dynamics were changing, as was as the level. And people wanted people to know that. So that was a big change for us. Well, and you highlight an, a really interesting fact in terms of where you were asking those questions. Because we know that the manufacturing sector, so mm-hmm. what would be very strong mm-hmm. in the Whitby-Oshawa area, um, is in decline in Canada. Mm-hmm. Factories are closing down, plants are closing down, they're moving out of the country. And those are well-paying jobs that come with benefits. So what happens is we're now, not now, it's now over the last number of years, we're moving into more of these service jobs that are low-paying, part-time, don't come with mm-hmm. benefits, and are very precarious. And so people are going from job to job like that, and and without any of that security that they used to have with those kinds of, of jobs. And so it's really critical as we not only try to raise awareness of this issue, what are some of the things we could be doing to reduce the number of people going hungry? Well, to your point, there was a survey released uh, this past week that 47% of Canadians live paycheck to paycheck. Uh, If you're living paycheck to paycheck, there's not much of a cushion there. No, there is not. And that goes back to who we're starting, you know, who we're seeing going to food banks. Uh, And in fact, one of the largest groups that uh, are increasing are um, singles. Um, You know, they don't necessarily have the cushion of another, uh, of a spouse there to help, uh, and especially single men. So they may be coming out of the uh, employment track and having a really difficult time getting back into um, some, some consistent employment. 
Now, the thought of children going hungry is difficult for me as a mother, for Kate as a mother. I mean, it's just, it's it's not, I, I, I don't, I can't quite process it. But what about school breakfast programs? Do they make any dent in the issue at all? Oh, absolutely. Uh, wholeheartedly, because uh, many of these school programs actually look at uh, communities where it's needed most. Mm-hmm. We know that many kids in, in low-income communities are going to school hungry. And if you're going to school hungry, you can't you learn. can't think. You can't think, you can't engage, and you're not going to develop in the way you need to. And so school lunch programs, breakfast programs, um, summer feeding programs, those are all really, really important. But the other thing, too, is I ask myself, and I know Kate does too, why in a country like Canada that is considered rich by any standards in terms of we have all this land, we can grow things, we can... uh, Why are there hungry people? I mean, we see pictures of children in... Africa, in Haiti, in, you know, where the the land doesn't produce much. And you can understand, maybe, and there's devastation from tornadoes and whatever. But why here? I think that's uh, that's the age-old question. Exactly. And fundamentally, it, it does come down to income. And not everyone is able to access well-paying work. Uh, if they live in economically depressed communities where there is no work, you look at uh, the province of Alberta, where for many years it was in a boom. And then all of a sudden that boom ends and you end up with thousands of people who, who can't get those well-paying jobs because they're no longer there. And then all of a sudden they need to go and get extra help. And that's where food banks can come in because they're providing some of that um, temporary assistance or emergency assistance. So many Canadians do donate um, to food banks, food and money, because money is, is actually works better, I think, in the, in the long run for the actual food bank, doesn't it? Well, we always say both. Um, okay. Absolutely. If you're going to drop off a, a canned good, why not a couple of dollars? If the grocery mm-hmm. store is doing a fundraising campaign, mm-hmm. food is 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 critical because that's what food banks are there for. Now, for the dollars, that that's just as critical because it helps to keep the lights on, it helps to keep the trucks on the road. Um, but at the same time, it's 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 really both. We're really encouraging Canadians to do both. But is that enough? Are food banks enough? Mm. That that's a really excellent question. And the reality is, is in order to reduce the number of Canadians going hungry, we need policy change. So we need federal and provincial governments to really put in action those key policies, such as how do we get our uh, labor force skilled so that they can find those better paying jobs? How do we improve our social safety net? Because right now, people who live on welfare, I mean, you, you can't survive on, on welfare. And, and, and for many people, that's just a temporary position they're in. They eventually move out of it. Um, so there's lots of small things that policy can do um, and have a significant impact on the number of people going hungry. Except the policies you're talking about take time. I mean, to, to change your whole focus of, of where are you going to put education dollars or training dollars, and that might take, I don't know, five to 15 years to really sort of be passed down. So what do you do in the meantime? What can we do in the meantime? What's your message to all our listeners? Yes, and in fact, 8 out of 10 Canadians said that they believe they have a role in in trying to address hunger uh, across the country. So that's where we're saying, please donate to your local food bank, raise awareness. It's Hunger Awareness Week coming up. So be involved, share the message. So what is the message about Hunger Awareness Week? It runs from September 18th to 22nd. Mm -hmm. So tell us what's going to be going on. Well, it's uh, a week where food banks right across the country uh, really mobilize to 
uh, to let and to remind people, because we're coming out of a summer period, to remind folks that there are people going hungry in their community. So it's really about donating food funds or time to their local food bank. And please share the message that there are people going hungry in Canada and engage and let your friends and family know to also uh, donate. Do you think some people just don't believe believe it? I, I, th- I think that um, some people don't understand. Yes. And, and that's what we started right off the top is how can this be happening in Canada? Yeah. Uh, I think many people understand that, that people fall on hard times, but sometimes those hard times last longer than they should. Yeah, because Canadians are so giving. I think if the message really got through, you know, they're sending money to all, all everywhere. They, they give, you know, from their heart. We're, we're a fabulous nation. But maybe we don't really, um, it's not in front of us. So it's, hopefully Hunger Awareness Week will bring the message home. Absolutely. And, and we hope that people go to hungerawarenessweek.ca and find their local food bank to donate to, um, share on their social media, hashtag Hunger Week, um, and really support their local food bank. And Food Banks Canada, does that also have a separate place where people can find that more Absolutely. You can go to foodbankscanada.ca and you can actually find your local food bank. Uh, we've got a food bank finder, so you can find your local food bank to donate to. Okay. Mm-hmm. But specifically, it's hungerawarenessweek.ca is, is, is the main website for Hunger Awareness Week, which is the 18th to 22nd. So um, everybody that's listening and watching, learn yeah. about it, find yeah. out. Yeah, and just buy a few extra cans of a lot of things <laughs> when you're doing your grocery shopping. Thank you so much for joining us. It's been a pleasure. Evening. This is what she said. We'll be right back. Join us October 22nd at Bellevue Manor in Vaughan for a morning of fun, learning, and great camaraderie. Learn how to stay sharp as you age with guest speakers Dr. Vivian Brown, Dr. Nazarene Katri, and MC Camilla Scott. A wonderful morning of breakfast, entertainment, special treats, and all proceeds go to Mackenzie Health Foundation to support the Domestic Assault and Sexual Abuse Center. Go to thejoyofaging.ca for more info and see you on October 22nd. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. Everyone needs an edge to compete. At the Chang School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University, our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace. Enroll now at the Chang School at Ryerson University, where ambition meets professionalism. (laughs) (laughs) Want to know more about the music and the musicians you love? Today we're talking about five bands that have been at it for a very long time. The entire album was recorded over three weekend sessions for a cost of $6,000. Whenever I do an impression of Bob Dylan, that's the only line that I do. Tangle up in blue. That's that's it. And you that, do it. That's very all I do. Well. I can't do it. Again, do it again. Tangle up in blue. <laughs> <laughs> what that Eric Alper knows will spin your head Sundays on What She Said Talk. Back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. Ooh, 
white hair looked dyed. It was exactly the same on top, underneath, and often greys turned into a lovely bluish hue. We're not sure if any of this prompted our next guest to change the landscape forever, but change it she did. Anna Karzis, welcome to What She Said. Hi. Hi. Such a pleasure. (laughs) Now, what some of our listeners may not know is that you are an Aveda global master, (laughs) an international reputation. You're known everywhere as a pioneer. What does that mean, an Aveda global master, and how did it come to be? From the beginning, I think it. I was bestowed an honor years ago, about 25 years ago, to help them create a color line uh, for consumers. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they honored us with a global master. I don't know if I am a master or global, <laughs> but I, I, I sure know how to color hair. But uh, yeah, Aveda, uh, about 25 years ago, it was quite a unique thing because nobody else was doing a hair color line that was based from plants and mm-hmm. real pigments and natural hair color. Other than henna, which was big. That's right. Henna, yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's right. In and universe? it used to burn my hands, yeah. actually, henna. Really? So when you think about it, there's a lot. There was a lot of people that were uh, allergic to hennas. I couldn't touch it mm-hmm. uh, back in the day in 1979, 1980. Wow. So, were you five years old saying, "I can't stand grand- <laughs> grandma's blue hair. I'm going to do something about this one day"? How did this happen that you got into this? You know what, Christine? It's a very funny story. <laughs> my mom and I were talking this morning, and you know, I said. I mean, I'm going on to my 38th year in hair color. Of course, I started when I was five. But uh, she said to me... No, I think you were four. (laughs) I'll take four. (laughs) But she said to me, you know, I always knew that you were going to become my hair colorist because every time she had bought me a doll, I would go into the bathroom and take back then, you know, the the frosty nail polishes, and Mm -hmm. I would literally paint my doll's hair. And like... eh, so one doll after the other, and she goes, that's where it all started from. I had no idea about uh, I would become a hair hair colorist. I wanted to become a doctor. Well, you're a doctor of hair. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so what, tell us, what, what, what do you remember as far back as you can remember? What's your worst memory of what colored hair looked like then? Because it's very much changed. Oh, my goodness. I think kids today have it so much easier. Back in the day, I remember our product was so debilitating. And I remember caps and pulling out hair, oh, yeah. a highlighted cap. You know, you look oh, like tight a... tight little, almost like a swim cap right? with a lovely rubber thing. And yes. then the crochet hooks pulling That's the hair right. out. That's right. Being there, done that. But as an assistant, nobody knew that as you were pulling out the rubber cap, half of the hair would come out with the rubber cap. And you had to kind of keep it on a low key and not have... The on the, on the down low. <laughs> yeah. No, so that was extremely scary for me. And I remember thinking to myself, about 15, 16 years old, there's got to be another way. But not only that, color was one, it was sort of black. Yes. Dark brown, light brown, blonde. Yes. I mean, there was peroxide no. Peroxide blonde. And, yes. And then there yeah. was peroxide blonde. And yeah. then there was, you know. Yeah. But there was very little in between. And it, it looked unnatural. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think. If I go back 38 years, my job back then was always trying to create something that was, today I understand it as being customized, but back then I didn't know that. So I would play around with what products I had, uh, but it was easy it, back then. You know, you, you knew the color, you'd pick 
a seven, and you'd put a seven on everybody. Right. But today, it's far more of an artistic approach. So what are you uh, trying to achieve with your clientele? How do you work with them? Uh, my clients are uh, – I have wonderful relationships with people. I, I don't think I could do people's hair just as, a, per se, a client. I have to know something about them. And knowing their their what their personality is or what they do for a living, that relationship is built and then you built on trust and you see people in a holistic way. And what I mean by that is you see the whole person. So my clients have always been used to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. looking at them and going, okay, well, 10 years ago we had this. Where are we today? And your hair, especially hair color, should follow along. Mm-hmm. I've always wondered as an artist, you people walk in and I'm sure you look at them and say, this is what I see for Kate or for Christine, let's say. Yes. Meanwhile, Christine sees something else and Kate sees something else. Yes. How do you bridge that that gap? By listening to that individual. This is a major one problem that we have in our industry. People don't listen to your needs. Um, and we bridge it by making suggestions, showing them visuals. And I don't mean those color charts. I mean visuals. Let's say a, a person comes in and they've always wanted red hair. Well, my red and Kate's red or your red, Christine, are totally different. Which is funny that you say that because this is the problem I have. I talk about I want bronze, copper, fall leaf kind of highlights, mm-hmm. and I end up with blonde highlights. Mm-hmm. So somebody's color of copper is different than what I Absolutely. think is copper. Yeah. That's so why I, I always bring in a photograph and I say, Perfect. this, is that a good thing to do? I encourage people to bring in photographs. I, I've even had a client a couple of weeks ago that brought in her uh, a dog picture. <laughs> <laughs> she wanted her hair to match the dog. Perfect color, right? It was great. I thought, okay, I get it. But if there's not a visual communication, forget the verbal. You have to you have to have that, you know, when you're consulting with that individual, have them point out what kind of ready brown mm-hmm. fall color do you like? Even if it's a piece of wood, it's going to give the stylist an idea of what your likes are and then have them pick something that they don't want. Mm-hmm. And so there is where the bridging comes in. So after all your years, what are the most common color mistakes that people let themselves either make or let themselves be talked into? Because I remember a day when you went in and you didn't say a word. The colorist just told you what you were going to have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and very often the cut, too. Yeah. I, I've never I've You've never, never worked been, that way. No. No. I really feel, again, going back to the relationship. We're dating ourselves here, but... I mean, I worked with a lot of hairdressers that didn't care about that individual and just if perms were in, you all had a perm. Um, but uh, going back to your... Christine see, had I a see, I see the laughs. No, you, you can see I it. Had it's, a perm. It's, 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 it's commemorated for eternity. <laughs> see, this is why they call yeah. it permanent. It's, it's there forever. It's in Madonna's Truth or Dare movie. Yes. The very bad perm, right? Yes. I can never get rid of it. Yeah, I, uh, yeah, I know. Um, I'm, I'm just trying to think going back to the question. Okay, the, the question was... What are uh, the worst color, color mistakes, mistakes people make? Yeah. They either go too dark 
Mm-hmm. Or their teenage daughter wants them to have a balayage or nombre, which is a, a very trendy I, thing. I don't like that look. It always looks to me like the roots have, have grown not, out. And that's the out. idea. My, Why are you coloring your hair? I always I say the same thing. But, I mean, that's, you know, younger people really love that. And I'll, I love doing it. But when you look at a woman... And you look at their lifestyle. Any color on their head should have dimension. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you're a redhead, a brunette. There, there should be dimension. You have to have movement. Mm-hmm. And that's a big mistake that is made today, that we put this one color on everybody and from the root to the end. And, you know, we lo- all look alike. So let's let's get to the most important question. Um, how can people connect with you? And how long are you booked up for? <laughs> <laughs> I am always, always willing and able to see new people. Uh, I think that would be a complete suicide if you say, no, I don't take any new clients. Mm-hmm. Um, they can connect with me. I, I've uh, joined a, a wonderful new venture in a partnership with uh, Kearns & Co. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Jason Kearns, who has uh, been a mentor of mine for as long as I can remember. Um, and the group of people I'm working with are just as committed in what they do on a day-to-day basis as I am. And uh, I love, love, love meeting new people and, and you know, keeping your pulse on what the average woman wants. Mm-hmm. So all they have to do is find Kearns & Co., yep. call the number, yep. and make an appointment with you. Come on in for a consultation. Consultations are free, and off we go. Okay. <laughs> well, thank you so much for joining thank us you, today. Thank you, ladies. That's been, it's been fun. Thanks yeah. so much. This is What She Said. We'll be right back. What She Said is more than women-positive news. First, it's a radio show on the Jewel Network with a dedicated and growing audience of affluent men and women aged 35-plus. But What She Said is also a digital platform with thousands of followers, the ideal target market for your brand. What She Said features companies and trendsetters, those on the leading edge of fashion, business, lifestyle, entertainment, travel, technology, and finance. Get your brand on What She Said and get results. Go to whatshesaidtalk.com. Adding some extra sparkle to your home is easy with Glass Lighting Gallery. Now with two locations to serve you, each featuring hundreds of in-stock pennants, lamps, and chandeliers to choose from. And both come with Glass Lighting Gallery's friendly staff that will help you find the perfect lighting solution for your home. It's bling for your home at Glass Lighting Gallery, 28 Commerce Park Drive in Barrie, and now open in Aurelia at the corner of Mississauga and West Street. Visit glasslightinggallery.ca. Fear of missing out? FOMO flies out the door when you listen to Lena. Who knew? I hope everyone will know by the end of this segment. Every time you come in, you have such great news to share with us. Oh, thank you. I love sharing great news. Yes, I want everyone to know about it because it is such a great cause. I almost had tears in my eyes. It is phenomenal. OMG. OMG. Join What She Said Weekends and find out what lifestyle blogger Lena Almeida is loving. Back to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. Radio. 
And that music does mean it is time for Ann Brody, who is joining us with Saturday Night at the Movies. And also, as well as doing the big screen, you're doing the smaller screen. Oh, and guess why? I, I, I just I just posted um, spiralbackwards.com all over our social media pages because my daughter's web series has just been unlocked worldwide. All right, Spiral it's called, and it's a murder mystery. And I've, I've seen six episodes, and it's fantastic. I love it. And I'm not just saying this because you're my boss and she's your daughter. <laughs> Alex is such a good actress. I mean, I saw her on stage when she was just a child at the Shaw Festival, and I've seen her in, in films, in 300, in television shows. And this, I think, is her best role yet, and it's her lead. So mm-hmm. congratulations, Kate and Alex. Well, thank you very yeah. much. I'm I, glad you like it. Watch early, watch often. <laughs> <laughs> That's the motto. That's, yeah. And it's called Spiral. Yeah. yeah, and Alex, yeah. actually, we have Alex and um, Alexander Beaton and Brennan Klost will be on tomorrow night on the show talking about mm-hmm. Spiral. I'll tell you what I find strange. is Alex is the name of Alex's uh, film Nemesis. I know. And there's a Sophie in it as well. I know, which is my other daughter. And actually, Sophie has a cameo in a photo on the fridge. Yes, I noticed that. <laughs> Thanks for up. My Sophie. So, yeah, it's very confusing because yeah. we've got Alex and Sophie and Alex and Sophie. But anyway. Okay, moving on. You well, to- yes, here I am at TIFF. And I must say, I've seen so many great things. And they're all under embargo. But I just want to give you some hints. Mm-hmm. I saw Matt Damon with Julianne Moore. Julianne plays a double role. And this is a really serious murder mystery. I can't tell you the name. Well, if you read the blog, it'll be on the blog, but I can't say right now. And then there's a terrific story based on a fact in which a First Nations young man from up north becomes a NFL, NHL star. And it's really moving, and it brings in the um, the uh, school, the residential schools issue, and uh, the world of sports. Very good. And Willem Dafoe is at his best in this staggering new film. Mm. Just unbelievable. And Sandrine Bonner, who's one of my favorite French actresses, plays a woman, a Parisian woman, sort of a middle-class Parisian woman who follows her job when she's downsized to, like, the grungiest parts of Tangiers, and she has an awakening. Just sensational. There's so many good films. And I did see um, uh, George Clooney's film. Mm. So... uh, Plenty going down here in all the theaters that are connected with TIFF. Go to TIFF.net, look up the film festival, and it's uh, hashtag TIFF17 if you want more information. But so much to see. There is no excuse to stay at home this week. Hmm. Okay, moving to the big big theaters. Um, what about uh, IT? Well, I mean, it, you Toronto's know, Chris, in there. You're not going to see it. No, I'm not going to see it. I'm because I'm not going to see it. I'm afraid of just the word horror films. Oh, a horror film. And how about clowns? Who doesn't hate clowns? How do they make a living these days? I don't get it. <laughs> creepy clowns. It's creepy clowns. And actually, police are warning uh, people, at least in New England, to watch out for the creepy clowns who've been in the news of late in the last couple of years, hanging around children's playgrounds and whatnot. So beware, they're, they're worried that there's going to be an influx of, of those. But, okay, so it's a story about children who um, live in, in Port Derry, shot in Toronto, and they have to find a killer who's murdering children because the police aren't getting making any headway. 
Mm. And Bill Skarsgård plays the role that was actually made famous by Tim Curry Mm -hmm. back in 1990. And so this remake, um, King himself saw it, and he says they've done a wonderful job and they've exceeded his expectations. Wow. So, you know... Don't look at any storm drains is all I want to say. <laughs> okay, everybody, we're seeing trailers for this. Reese Witherspoon's latest. You know, Nancy Myers does the best stuff. She she gave us all those um, uh, Diane Keaton films. And again, it's a domestic sort of rom-com. Reese Witherspoon lives alone. Her husband, she and her husband have separated. And her mother, Candace Bergen, lives with them and their kids. Well, due to circumstances, Three hot young fellows move in with them. And, of course, Reese Witherspoon discovers that she's a whip. Which what, uh, what's a whip? A whip is uh, a woman hot and in her prime. Oh. It's the new cougar, I'm told. Are we whips? I, I, yes, I, I, whips. <laughs> all whips. We're all whips. Okay. <laughs> oh. So, you know, things happen as they sometimes do. And then she's got to deal with this when the boys actually move in for keeps. So it's cute. It's very cute. Okay. And Peter Dinklage has yeah. uh, got what oh. is re-memory, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Another sort of psychological horror film, Chris. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, he he plays a, an investigator looking into the um, murder of a, a fellow who invented a machine that actually records your thoughts, memories, and feelings. Wouldn't that be horrible? Yes. But, so anyway, he's found dead. Dinklage comes in. Dinklage is fantastic. And, you know, he, he, there's such presence. He has such incredible presence, so it's pretty good. And Anton Yelchin, who appears in the film, um, he's not a good man in the film. He actually makes his second-last film role here. As you know, he, he died in a tragic car accident. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Annie, we've got to let you get back to your screening. Yeah. All right. I'm Thank going you. right back in there. See you later, Thank Del. you so much. See you next Stay. week. Fly me to the moon, let me play among the stars, and let me see what spring... Joining us now is our travel expert, Candace Derricks. Welcome to What She Said. Thank you. And if you have never been to Holland, and if you have been there but you're not a an absolutely avid Holland fan, you will be once you finish <laughs> listening to Candace. Now, you, you, were absolute, you fell in love with it. I can't stop talking about it. I literally. Now, you're not going to move there, are you? I, you know, I, everywhere I travel, I often try to say, like I say, could I live here? I mm. legitimately ask myself that question. Holland was, I could live there. It's so, I mean, it, well, the Dutch, for example, are so meticulous with everything they do. Their homes are perfect. Their yards are perfect. It really appeals to the type A in me. Yeah. <laughs> they like everything just so. Uh, and you can see it everywhere. I mean, I didn't see anything that was run down. The whole country is perfection. But getting there, um, I have to say KLM was amazing. Really? Yeah. Uh, I really loved KLM. Uh, but what I, what a lot of people don't know in Ottawa, for Ottawa listeners, is uh, KLM doesn't fly out of Ottawa International. They fly out of Montreal. But when you book on KLM, you actually get the bus from the train station in Ottawa that takes you to Montreal. So when you're, once you're on that bus, you're considered on the, the plane. So if you're delayed, the plane's not taking off without you. Ah. Oh. So it's a good, good if you're traveling in the winter. Yeah. I would say. yeah. It's, a, it's an absolutely 
fabulous service. Um, I would highly recommend that for people in Ottawa to just book through KLM. And, you know, you don't have to pay for parking in Montreal. You don't have to pay for a hotel in Montreal. Uh, so it's it was great. So um, and then the next thing I would say is um, we went as a family of five. So we brought my 24-year-old son, 14- and 12-year-old daughters. Uh, so we booked through Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we got we were able to stay for two weeks for five people for two thousand dollars. And the pictures I saw of your Airbnb were so cute. Oh. Well, we ended up staying in these two little towns. So the first town we stayed in was Leech Leech Dam. Uh, and I apologize to for massacring the language. <laughs> <laughs> Leech Dam uh, was the first little town we stayed in, which was just outside of the Hague. Uh, and just there's so much history everywhere you go in Holland. Uh, but this little town itself dates back more than 2,000 years. Uh, the Romans were using it. Isn't that amazing? Mm-hmm. Unreal. Yeah. So just this little tiny town we were in. And, uh, you know, we could walk to, you know, every little town was a, we found was we loved, you know, you could walk to a bakery, a butcher, uh, a flower shop, chocolate shop. It was just, it was great. Did she say chocolate? Yes, she did. <laughs> I told you. I'm, I'm still upset that she didn't take us. Oh, I, believe me, though, I, I'm paying for it now. Uh, I totally overdid it on the chocolate. Uh, so, and then the second town we stayed in was this little town called Grove. And uh, I don't even know if there's actually a hotel there. I, we wouldn't have found it except for the Airbnb. But it was, um, again, totally charming about you know, 12,000 people, cobblestone streets, oh. really old buildings, and not a single chain restaurant or brand to be found anywhere. So all the shops were local, all the restaurants were local, and the people were so welcoming, although they were totally curious why we were there. We, did, <laughs> we seriously got asked that, like, well, why are you here? What are you doing here? <laughs> <laughs> because why did you pick Grove? Uh, but we actually, we loved our time there. It was, uh, it was amazing. And I, I'm pretty sure um, that it's actually a stop on the river cruise, mm. the river cruises. Um, I just want to say, too, though, that Holland.com has um, holiday homes for families that are traveling, uh, bigger families. Because mm-hmm. it's, once you're with five, it's really hard to get mm-hmm. a hotel room. Yeah. So the holiday homes can be booked through holland.com, and that's another option for families that are going, mm-hmm. larger families, and, and that want space outside of a hotel room as well. You're looking yeah. for something a little bigger, right? Um, so I have a funny story to share with you about Gieshorn. I don't know if you've ever heard of Gieshorn. It's called the Venice of... Um, Holland. And it was a bucket list destination for me. I said, if there's nothing else we do in Holland, we are going to Gieshorn. So we got there, we got our little boat to go through the canal, we get out a little bo- a bit, and our boat's taking on water. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> and everyone's going, sure, mom, this is on you, oh, yeah. <laughs> No life jackets on the boat. Bad on us for not checking. No life jackets, nothing to bail with. We were going through my daughter's backpack to find things, and we found a Ziploc bag. So for two hours, we were <laughs> bailing with a well, Ziploc bag to get back to where we started. Oh. So I want to do over on Keithorn. As I'm telling you, that has to happen. <laughs> uh, but it's beautiful, and I would highly recommend people go. Just make sure your boat doesn't take on water. <laughs> oh, my God. So the highlight of, of the trip between The Hague and Amsterdam? Oh. Highlight? Oh, uh, gosh, I don't know. Um, I really liked Willemstad. Which is about a population of I think two thousand, uh, just this picturesque, 
um, little uh, town. If you go on my Instagram, you'll see uh, one of the big windmills uh, that we uh, that was there that somebody's actually bought and converted into a home. Uh, but there was everywhere you went in that town was just uh, picturesque. It was beyond beautiful. Well, that's great because yeah. now there are, I don't know how many thousand people adding this to their bucket <laughs> list, Candace. Yeah, yeah. Gethorn <laughs> and Wilmstead were really cute. And, you know, everything is so close. So rent a car. So the second week of the trip, we rented a car and just traveled all over and saw these like great little places. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank Where you. can people connect with you again? Uh, lifeinpleasantville.com. And uh, for more information on if they're planning a trip, they can go to holland.com. And we'll chat with you in a few weeks. Thank you. This is what she said. Stay with us. Do you know someone with tingling, numbness, or pain in their hands or feet? Do you know someone with poor balance, difficulty walking, or at risk of falling? These may be symptoms of nerve damage caused by diabetes. Nutarnic Essentials Diabetic Neuropathy Supplement is targeted nutritional therapy for the maintenance of your health. Developed by Dr. Evan Lewis, an expert on nerve health and regeneration. Learn how to optimize your health today at Nutarnic.com. That's N-U-T-A-R-N-I-Q.com. Everyone needs an edge to compete. At the Chang School of Continuing Education at Ryerson University, our courses and programs will equip you with skills that are in demand in today's workplace. Enroll now at the Chang School at Ryerson University, where ambition meets professionalism. Boomer Nutrition Energy Protein Powder is the first protein supplement specifically designed for people over 40. Their research-based formula helps your body combat aging by maintaining lean muscle and slowing age-related muscle loss with added B vitamins for energy and leucine. Boomer Nutrition Protein Powder helps you increase metabolism and support a healthy lifestyle. Use code WSSRADIO at Amazon.ca to save 25%. Visit MyBoomerNutrition.com for details. Be ageless. Live your life with Boomer Nutrition. What She Said is more than women-positive news. First, it's a radio show on the Jewel Network with a dedicated and growing audience of affluent men and women aged 35-plus. But What She Said is also a digital platform with thousands of followers, the ideal target market for your brand. What She Said features companies and trendsetters, those on the leading edge of fashion, business, lifestyle, entertainment, travel, technology, and finance. Get your brand on What She Said and get results. Go to whatshesaidtalk.com. You're listening to What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler. Women positive news you can use on Jewel Radio. With energy costs expensive by most people's standards, many people are looking for affordable ways to cut their bills without wearing an overcoat to bed in the winter. Joining us now is someone who may just have the solution for some people if and only if they move on it. They've got a few months left. Jason Hibbard, welcome to What She Said. Oh, thank you very much. Now, Jason, you're the VP of residential of the Residential Solar Division for Grasshopper Solar, and you say there is still a window for a very affordable price. I mean, this is the deal of a lifetime. Absolutely. Tell us what, what it is. Uh, we, we have a program in Ontario called the Microfit Program, and it's ending at the end of 2017. What is the Microfit? The Microfit Program was implemented by the Ontario government, and it gives you a fixed rate for any electricity you produce from a solar PV system. Grasshopper Solar, we actually created a program called the Guaranteed Funding Program, which allows any homeowner who has a qualifying roof and lives in one of the territories that we service to get a solar PV system installed at no cost 
fully funded by Grasshopper Solar. So at the end of their term with Grasshopper, they fully own their system and can save on energy completely then. Hang on, that, that sounds like it's free. We don't like to say free because <laughs> it's, it's 100% funded. There is a cost to the funded. system, okay, absolutely. Okay, so what, how uh, we, does it work? We take care of all applications with the government. We um, look at your structure, make sure your house can handle the load of the system, uh, fully design a system that is optimized, install it, and then we maintain it for the term of the contract that the customer signs with us. Uh, the Ontario government has a 20-year contract, and we have options for paying down the system quickly in 13 years, 15 years, or over the life of the 20 years, where a homeowner then shares in some of the income over that 20 years. And it's all custom to that home, so it's not a specific amount per home. It's Okay, so you're, what is system. the average that a person who wanted to install solar, like just an average? The average cost to install would be around $30,000. So let's say I'm an, uh, a homeowner with a $30,000 system mm -hmm. and you come in and, and I get this for free. What am I then paying for the next however many years? So you pay nothing to pay off that system. It's paid off through the generation of the electricity from the Ontario government. So I get to use some for my home? You wouldn't use some for your home because it's sold directly back to the grid. Uh, we do have some options with our program that allow you to share in that income while paying down the system. So because it has a $30,000 cost, it does. some of the programs we have take a full 20 years to pay off the system, um, but it does allow for you to share and then offset some of your hydro bills with that payment that we share with you. Okay, yeah, so I'm trying to figure out why would I want a solar system that's providing power to somebody else? Well, that's the way the MicroFit program was designed. They designed the system so that it could be a guaranteed fixed rate. Uh, we actually install a second meter on the home. Oh. And it sells directly to the grid. So at the end of the 20-year contract with the ISO, you can actually just reconnect into your house and go directly to net metering. And most of our systems will 100% offset the electric electricity use in your home. The average yeah. homeowner, it only takes about a seven kilowatt system to offset their full hydro bill. Um, and most systems we're installing are above that now. What are the benefits of solar? Uh, it's by far the cleanest way to produce power. Um, the carbon footprint of solar electricity is next to zero compared to coal or other fossil fuels, natural gas. We don't have the risk of a nuclear reactor, a meltdown like what we saw in Japan at Fukushima. Um, that, that land isn't going to be inhabitable for hundreds of years. Um, you also have the ability to put power where you need it, at every single house or commercial building where you're using the power. So the, the cost of transmitting power and maintaining infrastructure is a lot less then. Well, what, does, what is the cost? Of, of, of doing that, though, on, a, on an ongoing basis. If I had a, I don't know, a head office and I wanted to put in solar, how much maintenance is required? So that's the really nice thing about solar is it's very low maintenance. It's basically once a year we come out to do preventative maintenance. So it takes about, on a typical house, it takes about an hour. Mm -hmm. uh, on a large commercial installation, 500 kilowatts, which would be similar to 50 homes, it can take them, you know, four to six hours to do their preventative maintenance for the year. But in comparison to other forms of electricity, it's much less. Does it increase the value of your house? 
much debate about whether it increases the value of your house or not. Um, California in North America was really the first market to adopt solar electricity. And they've done numerous studies that have shown that having solar installed and having a lower hydro bill in their case, because they're on a net metering program, has increased the value of their homes. Is there enough sun in Ontario? Absolutely. So we service from Windsor to Kingston. Windsor has, if you look at Windsor, it's uh, it's similar to Northern California, actually, which surprises most people. Uh, the GTA has about 10% less sunlight than Windsor, but it's definitely very economical to ins- install solar now. Well, I, I guess, I'm the, the and also you are reducing your carbon footprint. So. Absolutely. How is it stored? It's not stored. It's it's sent straight onto the grid and used right away. Okay, but mm-hmm. that's for this program. But if Absolutely. you if you just went out and got solar, you can do it two different. You can do it a few ways. So this is grid tied and sold directly to the grid. Mm-hmm. You can do a net metering system, which is behind the meter in your house that's uh, meant to offset your electricity uses, and then you can install batteries as well. So you've got backup power. Have they got? I did a, a series um, when I was reporting on solar when it first came out, but we're talking like. You know, almost 20 years ago, and the batteries in people's homes were huge <laughs> Absolutely. for storage. Have they come down in size? Yeah, they're much smaller. So the more electric vehicles we see and the more advances they're making on batteries for electric vehicles, mm-hmm. um, it, it really has made those uh, batteries for in your home a lot smaller. Are there different systems to choose from depending on um, your your house, or basically is it sort of all the same? So what we've done is we've sort of put together a package of products that's industry leading. So we're a partner with LG, which is Mm -hmm. a a name that most people know and trust. Um, In solar, that's a great thing for the panels because your solar panel is really the piece that produces all of the power, right? Um, There's a 25-year warranty on the solar panels. So for us, we want somebody who we know is going to be around for the 25 years to service that warranty if we need to. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen a lot of bankruptcies in solar panel manufacturers. It's a it's a tough industry, a, a rapid growth and rapid expansion. But it's nice to have a large company that's diversified like LG behind us, helping us. And they also have probably the best product that's available, which is really <laughs> nice. It looks beautiful. It's high power. So you get a lot more watts per square inch on your roof. So you actually more houses qualify for our program with the LG panel than with another type of panel. So how can you find out if you've got the right roof? The easiest way to do that is to go to our website, grasshoppersolar.com. Uh, you submit your name, address, phone number, and we actually have a, t- a team that does remote assessments using satellite imagery. We- we've developed some in-house tools as wow. we've grown that um, allow us to do really quick calculations to see how many panels would fit on each roof face, what direction they're facing, how much power they'll produce, estimate shade uh, from you know nearby structures and trees to see if your house is actually suitable for solar. So I, I find it interesting that 84% of Ontarians see solar energy becoming more common in the future. 50% say they don't know enough about it. They don't consider absolutely. they're knowledgeable mm. about it. Um, and they don't think, and the majority is just the slight majority, 52%, does not believe they can make an environmental impact, but they can. Absolutely. Uh, so at some point in the next five years, it's going to be more cost effective for us to put a panel on the roof panels on the roof of every home or building than it is to actually transmit the power. It'll be cheaper than the losses you have transmitting the power. So we're really even close to that now. 
Let's get to the good stuff. You have 2,100 spots left for this free program, right? right? Basically, it's free to anyone who qualifies. So where do they sign up for this and where do they find out more? Uh, the best place, again, is on grasshoppersolar.com. Uh, you, there's a lot of information about LG, our partnership with Scott McGilvery, uh, and all of the sort of basics about solar and how the microfit program works and how our guaranteed funding program works. And so how do they apply for that? Uh, right at the bottom of the page, it's apply now. So it's Perfect. really, really easy. You just submit your info. We need your address so that we can locate your house for that satellite imagery. And then we get back to you within 24 to 48 hours, letting you know whether you qualify or not. That's, that's awesome. amazing. Yeah, that's incredible. Boy, <laughs> that's faster than going to the dentist. <laughs> oh, wow. Thank you so much for joining us this evening. Great. I appreciate you guys having me. This is what she said. Stay with us. Passion is everything when it comes to hair, so trust your hair to an artist. Jason Kearns of Kearns & Co. is known across North America for making the hottest high fashion looks work for real people. Jason and his team of expert stylists bring together creativity, vision, and the very latest hair care systems, color, and products to create looks that have heads turning. Your hair is the most important fashion accessory you will ever own. Trust it to the experts. Start today. Visit kernsandco.com. Adding some extra sparkle to your home is easy with Glass Lighting Gallery. Now with two locations to serve you, each featuring hundreds of in-stock pennants, lamps, and chandeliers to choose from. And both come with Glass Lighting Gallery's friendly staff that will help you find the perfect lighting solution for your home. It's bling for your home at Glass Lighting Gallery, 28 Commerce Park Drive in Barrie, and now open in Aurelia at the corner of Mississauga and West Street. Visit glasslightinggallery.ca. Join us October 22nd at Bellevue Manor in Vaughan for a morning of fun, learning, and great camaraderie. Learn how to stay sharp as you age with guest speakers Dr. Vivian Brown, Dr. Nazarene Katri, and MC Camilla Scott. A wonderful morning of breakfast, entertainment, special treats, and all proceeds go to Mackenzie Health Foundation to support the Domestic Assault and Sexual Abuse Center. Go to thejoyofaging.ca for more info and see you on October 22nd. Saturday and Sunday evenings at 10 o'clock on Light and Refreshing, Jewel Radio. It is called Femme International, and it is fighting for women and children around the world. If you're considering going organic, we have just the person to show you how, Michelle Book. We'll be tiffing with Anne and finding out what Lena loves, and to top it off, the talented Stacy in our live studio sessions. That's Saturday at 10 p.m. And now, more women-positive news you can use. This is What She Said. What She Said with Christine Bentley and Kate Wheeler on Jewel Radio. What you are listening to is In the Night by Toronto alternative band Walkwaves. Joining us in studio are brothers Christopher and Matthew Bundas. Welcome. Hey, ladies. Hey, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us. So you just released a new album called Midnight for a While. Tell us about that and how you got started. Yeah, Midnight for a While uh, just came out earlier this summer in July. And uh, we started writing it about a year ago last summer. 
And so the whole record overall has this theme and, and this overall feeling um, of the summer and of the night. That's what we tried to capture on the record. And we've just uh, blended a lot, a lot of sounds to make this record really unique. You'll you'll hear it go alternative. You'll hear it go electronic, and then it even leans really hard into pop music. And we just uh, we just worked really hard and tried to have no rules on it, and you know see see what happens and capture those feelings. So you're described as an indie electro group. Is that what? Yeah. What you would be that? Yeah, we, our, our our whole thing when we when we started recording this was to just blend unlikely instruments to take real organic you know guitars, drums, and then blend them with really weird sounding electronic instruments. A lot of we pulled a lot of retro influences, like a lot of Depeche Mode kind of uh, ah, late eighties kind okay. of stuff. We pulled a lot of that into you know modern sounding stuff, and we we didn't throw EDM, electronic dance, or or even hip hop elements. We just trying to blend unlikely sounds and, yeah. and create something unique out of it. We didn't know where it was going to go. We yeah. just we just went for it and you know loved what we came up with. Who would you say has influenced your music? Uh, Depeche, Depeche Mode. Mode. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but besides Mode. that, um, newer artists I would say bands like the 1975 or the Neighborhood or even popular artists like um, like Kygo in the dance music scene or people like Skrillex uh, DJ artists. There's just lots of creativity out there, and we like to pull in all different kinds of influences. Now, you got a show coming up September 27th. Where is that? Mm-hmm. That's at the Piston. Okay. Yeah. Um, downtown Toronto. Downtown Toronto. Bloor it's Street. right here in the city on Bloor Street. Uh, we're playing 9.30 that night. Uh, you know, everyone can come by if they're not doing anything <laughs> that Wednesday. And, yeah, so we'll just be playing songs from the record and uh, having a good time. And where can people find your music online? walkwaves.com you can find right on that website our music all our links to all our different social media sites you can get information about the uh, the show coming up here in Toronto there's uh, links all provided walkwaves.com yeah the music's it's on iTunes on Spotify Google Play uh, Shazam any anywhere people like to listen to music you'll find us so just uh, if you look for it you'll find it and who else is in the band because not just the two of you right there's, there's two more of us yeah there's there's two more guys that they can make it today uh, so Brian McKay is our mm-hmm. bassist and Kevin Brennigan uh, is our drummer came all the way from Ireland and we scooped him up and we threw him <laughs> in the band <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, keeping him. Okay, Never that's excellent. Him. Well, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Thank you. And we will be back tomorrow night with more What She Said. But right now, we want you to sit back, relax, enjoy In the Night with Walkwaves. Keeping you on my mind keeps me up in the night. Something you gave. Something I made, I need it the same When I like you don't refuse I don't misuse the nights that we do When we like, ooh, 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 ooh. I follow where you go Did I pull you into and rewind and tell you the daylight comes too soon? I need time 
To feel you and keeping you on my mind Keeps me up in the night Keeping you on my mind In the night Days come and go Friends become foes The longer it grows In my mind It won't be the same Feelings replace the give and the take In your eyes Ooh, I follow where you go It's like a hit for me when you call And every time you breathe I feel who you are There's nowhere I could dream to take it apart And I'd rather stay awake with these eyes Burning, burning And keeping you on my mind Keeps me up in the night Keeping you on my mind Keeps me up in the night Keeping you on my mind Keeps me up in the night Keeping you on my mind In the night To the sun I'm waking up alone So at night I gotta keep you close Did I pull you into And rewind and tell you The daylight comes too soon I need time to feel you Keeping you on my mind keeps me up in the night. Keeping you on my mind in the night. What happens when we play outside? We become healthier, both mentally and physically. We become more creative and more focused. We connect with nature, each other, and ourselves. Let's take this outside. A new podcast hosted by me, Marianne Iveson, an aspiring outdoor athlete and nature lover. I speak to athletes, outdoor professionals, and scientists about their connection to nature, how it affects their performance and everyday life. Let's take this outside. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, and at Let's Take This Outside.ca. I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favorite podcast app. Another Sound Off Media Company podcast.